Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is the Improv Chronicle podcast. I'm Lloydie. It's Tuesday, 24th March, 2020. Two weeks ago, I said our next episode would be about how teachers, theatre managers and those running festivals thought they might be impacted by the coronavirus. This is not the episode I expected to make. I'm sitting in Nottingham, England, and I'm not allowed to leave my apartment. Schools, shops, theatres, they're all shut. Two weeks ago, I was in New York, where I'd been for a few weeks... That week I was being joined by teammates who were coming out for the New York Musical Improv Festival. We start what's ended up being quite a personal episode of this podcast just a couple of weeks ago. Sitting in a New York diner on Monday the 9th of March 2020 and in three days time the New York Musical Improv Festival starts. I'm reading all of these reports about uh, coronavirus shutting down you know, public events. They're talking about sporting events. Um, sitting across from me, TJ Mannix, one of the two people behind the New York Musical Improv Festival. Um, has it impacted you at all? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just what you want to have uh, uh, three days before your festival to have to have to deal with a uh, a possible pandemic. Um, so we are we. That's what we've spent this weekend doing is is dealing with it, realizing that um, we know that the number of coronavirus cases are going to go up in the country because there haven't been any testing kits available so the more kits that are available the more the numbers are going to go up um we and we we're just sending out an email to everybody today to all the teams um saying we're following all the rules from the center of disease control and from the state of new york and from the magnet the magnet theater where the new york musical improv theater is happening if something happens and we are told we can't do the festival we don't have any control over that but what we can do is tell everybody that we're looking out for them. There'll be a lot of hand sanitizer everywhere. You know, we'll ask people that are sick to not come to the festival. So we have a couple of people that have said that they're not going to attend. But everybody else is going, and they're nervous that we're going to cancel. But our plan is to go forward with it. It's hard to down there, you Well, 
I've just got off a subway train in New York. It is Thursday the 12th of March 2020 now and I just found out uh, around 5pm that the New York Musical Improv Festival is cancelled. They've closed the Magnet Theatre and it's had to be rescheduled. Uh, Oh, gutted is not the word. Um, I've got six other teammates who've flown across from the UK to New York uh, to be a part of this festival. Uh, And I'm just about to go meet them now. And um, Wow. Yeah, I genuinely don't know uh, what we're going to do. Well, things have moved fast. I'm in an Uber um, on my way to 54th Street with two of my teammates, uh, Nikki and Jeanette. And um, some of the other teammates are in another Uber. A Chicago group has booked uh, a space, a 50-seater um, on 54th Street. And they've kind of basically are putting on an alternative night to the festival now that it's not happening. Um, I have no idea what this is going to be like. How are you guys feeling? Um, good. You've just called it alternative, but actually it's gorilla, which I think is far more exciting. <laughs> An element of danger, and we feel that that really encapsulates what this whole thing has become. <laughs> the festival it was not, but given the number of people gathering, it was well within the regulations set out by the New York authorities for gatherings on that day. We had somewhere, somewhere appropriate and legal, where we could all go. The evening was great. People got to perform and TJ and Robin, the two festival directors, were there. Clearly heartbroken for the performers, TJ addressed the crowd. At about 3.45 this afternoon, we got the word from the owners of the theatre and from that everything had to shut down and we were ready to do anything to make it work. And I know you all were too because you're here. And um, I'm doing everything I can to not like... As the performers moved on to a nearby bar, I spoke to the performer who organized the impromptu evening. Uh, my name is Drake Schrader. Um, live in Chicago from Houston, Texas. What you did tonight was incredible. How did it come about? Unfortunately, through terrible circumstances, um, we have been sort of waiting with the coronavirus stuff on a lot of cancellations in New York. Uh, we've been, I'm sure everyone has been planning to be here uh, for months before now. So we got here um, holding on to the hope that the festival wouldn't get canceled. It gets canceled at like 4 o'clock today, 345. Uh, and so we're all in a room together and uh, teary-eyed and about to like break down, not sure what to do. And um, I was just like, let's do like guerrilla warfare. Let's let's do like do like old uh, Cradle Will Rock, John Houseman and Orson Welles style. Like let's do the show anyways, regardless wherever we are. Uh, we had a lot of family in town, so we called a bunch of theaters. Um, we got uh, Shetler uh, answered the phone, and they were like, someone is on the line right now, canceling a room with fifty people, uh, fifty person capacity. And I was like, don't don't hang up keep me on the line um and so i was able to book the room for like three or four hours and and i posted a post start we started hitting up teams that we knew were going to be here still and then i mean the support and show we had tonight it was incredible it was a real show of improvisers coming together in spite of circumstance wasn't it absolutely it's the best the best part about like i don't want to say that this is this is ever better than anything else but like it's making the most out of a situation that already was terrible feels it feels so good to be able to like still do it you know still figure it out people were glad to have the chance to get together 
We were still in pre-lockdown days. The guidance was primarily about washing hands, not shaking hands. Bars were still open. No one was being told not to go to them. So people got together and they commiserated. Uh, my name's Isabella. I'm an improviser with Offkey Improv. You had a fundraiser to get you guys here. So how are you feeling? Well, it's been a chaotic day. You know, you wake up, you think you're doing a festival. Instead, there's a minor plague happening, and then you're not doing a festival anymore. Um, it's okay. It's been a lot of talk of both, like, sorrow, of missing things, of, like, enthusiasm of trying to pitch in, and of, like, gentle um, law talk, being like, okay, how do we do this? Because we had a fundraiser, and how do we let people know that... We're kind of performing in the festival, but kind of not. And we're kind of here, but kind of not. Um, and what is the implications of that? Do we let people, and um, we have to let people know and give them the chance to take their donations back because we're not technically performing in the festival. And then how does that affect us? And yeah, yeah. But then also like being like, okay, the folks who are donating to us to get here, we love and trust and they love and trust us obviously because they're really participating and helping us out and so like will they want to that question like where is the connection between trust and giving and what does it mean to give um yeah and now we're stranded in new york maybe we'll find out it's fun but while the new york musical improv festival was cancelled in south africa that same weekend the mama city improv festival still went ahead the situation was different in Cape Town, as festival organiser Eva Gilliam explains. A few days before the festival started, you know, we were like, okay, we need to think about this. Is this something that we should be doing? Checked in with all the teachers, checked in with all the travel restrictions, non-restrictions. Everything still seemed to be going ahead. Um, and so we decided to kind of go ahead. All the tickets had been bought and everything was already in place. So we went for it. And we had a great festival. It was, um, you know, the Cape Town Festival is quite small, so and intimate. We just kept it. We tried to be keep a little distance with the elbows and the and the feet, and have our uh, a lot of the teachers reworked their curriculums to any games that were very touchy or intimate, like to have more space and to not touch, and so like a different kind of consensual uh, scenario, you know. And in Cape Town at that stage, there weren't any confirmed cases, right? There weren't any. I think there was one confirmed in the last two days of the festival. There was one confirmed somewhere in Cape Town, um, but it wasn't, it was kind of a rumor at that point. Like in the other parts of the country, Joburg had some, the first ones were in Durban, like maybe at the very beginning of festival. You're in the position where like, you were pretty much the last festival to, to get to happen before um, everything pretty much worldwide, improv-wise, has completely stopped. The last festival in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit <laughs> weird. So you, you, you kind of closed down improv for us. Well, I like to think that we put a nice big bow on it for later opening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's what so many of us are looking forward to. I think the tough thing for a lot of uh, event festival and theatre organisers has been sometimes the lack of clear guidelines from some governments. 
Um, and I think, yeah. I think in the UK that was certainly an issue when people were told you probably shouldn't go to the theatre, but theatres weren't closed. So do you close your theatre in that circumstance? Uh, and, or what do you do when you're allowed to still be open? Well, there's, I mean, for the last week, the rule was no gatherings of more than 100 people. My festival was under 100 people every night. So, I mean, we technically still could have gone on another week, but um, it just, that didn't make sense to us either that there were a hundred people or still a hundred people and then they see a hundred people and then they see a hundred people. So I think, yeah, I think also given our context here, uh, South Africans are very aware that when it, if it really starts to catch, um, it's going to catch like wildfire because of the high density uh, residential areas in Cape Town and Johannesburg, you know, the, mm. yeah, just high density and, and also a lot of uh, illness due to HIV and TB in some communities um, that are really struggle with even just basic health care, much less like needing emergency health care. I got home from New York last week. The past weekend, I had to talk about the festival that I'm co-artistic director of the Robin Hood International Improv Festival, which was due to have its inaugural year this May. We knew what we had to do. Um, We've had to move it now to May 2021. As heartbroken as I felt, as I still feel, I know there are bigger things at stake here and that the hard work that an incredibly talented team has put into our festival, well, that hard work's still going to bear fruit next year. But I won't pretend it's not hard because it really, really does suck. So, what have other festivals coming up? Hello. Hey, Andy. Hi. Andy McIntyre runs the Baltimore Improv Festival, which is due to run on July 27th through to August 2nd this year. What kind of impact is this having on you, um, both as a uh, as a community and also personally at the moment? I mean, I think right now, I think for a lot of a lot of improvisers, especially, it's one of their big escapes is to be able to you know go and you can kind of shut the world out a little bit when you're doing improv and that's a lot harder now. Um, I know a few teams that I'm on, we've had some like meetups on zoom and FaceTime and other, you know, sort of meeting services. Uh, My duo partner, John Winmuller, we did a show last week um, and tried to make it as close to the show that we normally do when we perform um, and played around with the fact that you can do sort of fun backgrounds in zoom and use that to be the settings for our show. Uh, so we've been trying to, you know, do things like that uh, for the theater. Um, I know with the Baltimore Improv Group, we're looking into ways to do online classes. We're having um, for people in the states. Uh, we're having an uh, intro to improv workshop at five p.m. To, uh, five p.m. Eastern time U.S. Uh, today. So, I mean, I don't know when this podcast is going out, but um, you know, we're we're trying everything, and we're meeting with our our, our teaching staff at. Baltimore Pro Group, we're meeting to try to find new ways. We're testing out exercises that'll work in the group chat settings and, and sort of seeing what we can do to try to keep some level of income stream in because, I mean, obviously I, the entertainment field is, is definitely one of the unfortunate casualties in all this that, you know, there's not a feasible way to safely social distance and have live theater. So that's something that we're definitely dealing with. Yeah, in our next episode, we're certainly going to be dealing with um, what people are going on to do um, and how people are kind of rising to this unprecedented and quite peculiar challenge for people who are in the arts. 
I, I just wish you the best of luck with your festival. And no matter what happens, I, I hope you have a brilliant 14th year, no matter when you actually have your 14th year. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hope we do too. And I hope that uh, the Robin Hood Festival comes off uh, successfully next year. You know, the, the first year of the festival is always, I think, the toughest one. And then the second year is where you sort of fix all the mistakes that you made the first year. And it takes a good, I think, three years to really sort of start getting into that groove of, of how things are going to work and all of that. So we have uh, my friend, John Winmuller, that is, um, he's my duo partner, and he is involved with uh, Camp Improv Utopia and stuff. And he did a thing at Improv Utopia called the Tiny Improv Festival. And we have an online version that's on Facebook. So if you Google the Tiny Improv Festival online edition, it's a Facebook group uh, for improvisers to try to get together and post and share content. So I think that would be, that's a cool thing for people to get involved in. And that seems to be a ray of light coming out of all this. If you want to still engage with improv during these new circumstances, there are opportunities. And as Eva explains, that's making the Cape Town scene feel closer to the global improv world. I think, you know, one of the reasons we started the Modesty Improv Festival is that we're so isolated from everyone around the world. And it was an opportunity to bring teachers and get some input in improv and and grow it here. But what's come out of the virus or the lockdowns everywhere is that improv is taking to the internet in a way like wildfire really, really fast um, classes being available in this first week of lockdown in the UK, which means that we can now participate from here in things that we couldn't just two weeks ago and which is why we needed a festival. So in a way, it's expanding our opportunities uh, here in Cape Town and a hundred thousand percent, you know. Next time on the Improv Chronicle podcast. The Brave New Improv World is online and people are getting everything from coaching through to watching quality performers from online platforms. At a time when freelance artists and teachers are losing their regular salary, and where improv students and enthusiasts are losing their regular improv fix, what solutions does the internet provide? The Improv Chronicle podcast is produced and presented by me, Lloydy James Lloyd. Please subscribe and rate us on your favourite podcast app by going to ratethispodcast.com slash improvchronicle. And if you have an idea for a future episode, go to improvchronicle.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.